0: what's up friends i'm so excited to be kicking off a series for you guys this week it's super special we're going to be talking about how to fuel your workout so i'll be covering what to eat before workouts what to eat after workouts What to eat the other 22 or 23 hours of the day. And then I've got a special interview for you guys on how to sync your workouts with your cycle. So lots of really good information coming your way. Um, You guys know this is my jam. Like, I am a certified specialist in sports dietetics. So, talking about like the nitty gritty on how to fuel your sport, your activity, whatever it is you like to do to move your body, I'm here for it, I love it. (laughs) Really pumped to be here for you guys. I do wanna let you know that this information, while I get excited and I nerd out about it, it's only helpful if you have a food foundation laid as your base. So for example, I work with hundreds of women every year and they come in wanting that fix. Like Jess, what's the one thing I need to do to make myself healthier or to maximize my workout? And it never fails every time. It's like we can add that one thing. We can accomplish that one goal. But if there isn't this solid food foundation already laid down and established, we're not going to get anywhere with sustainable changes. My e-course this month, this month only is $50 off. Huge savings for you guys. So make sure you head over, check it out. That food foundation is so crucial to making these podcasts, something that can stick and something that can really help you. I cover everything in this e-course, guys. This is my whole process wrapped up into seven modules for you. I'm gonna lay out ditching diet culture and how you can step away from that and create a values-based approach to the healthiest version of you. We're gonna cover hunger, satiety, and how to reconnect with those hormones, how to figure out if they're off balance, how to restabilize them, then we enter with the fuel plan. I've got the structure all built out for you guys. I create every single person that enrolls in my e-course an individualized fuel plan. This is my bubble system. If you've listened to my podcast, you have definitely heard me talk about the infamous bubble system. This is my method for fuel planning. It provides structure with intentionality, but like not so much that we're macro counting or measuring everything. And this is actually what I'm working on turning into an app, which woohoo, we're in the testing phase. I've got it on my iPhone right now. I'm tracking my bubbles electronically. It's super cool. <laughs> so I'm going to walk you through that, give you a fuel plan. We'll talk about the nerdy science, balancing discipline and permission, and then really diving into how to measure success and maintain that health journey and how to always be evaluating yourself for that next step. Guys, I just added a tool here to this program, which is the health assessment. It's a personal assessment that you can go through just periodically. I actually go through this now once a month where I evaluate my health from all four angles that I map out for you guys. So I cover so much in this e-course and I just want you guys to find this food freedom so you can take episodes like this one and the series I'm launching and you can use them freely. And enjoy them and not get, like, caught up in our own stuff, like our body image stuff or the, yeah, I want to fuel my workout, Jess, but I'm too afraid to walk into the gym. Or, yeah, I want to fuel my workout, Jess, but, you know, I'm scared to eat carbs before a workout because even if you tell me that science, like, I've got so much diet culture doctrine in my head that I can't let it go. Head on over to my website, JessBrownRD, click on courses, enter summersteel! at checkout and it'll knock $50 off for you guys. All right, let's get started on this series, Fuel Your Workout. Today we are talking about what to eat before you move your body so that you can get the most out of your movement and feel your best. Let's dive in. Hey girl, you are amazing and you possess this unique inner awesome that the world so desperately needs. And guess what? Your body size has nothing to do with that. But I get it. I spent way too many years living in insecurity and I have spent the last decade working with women just like you who have struggled with the same. And when it comes down to it, I think our amazingness becomes all too easily eclipsed by two things. Body bullying, which in turn impacts how we take care of our body whether it's over or under eating, over exercising or not moving at all, moving from dieting to anti-diet culture, girl, the pendulum just keeps swinging. I started this podcast because it's time to break up with body bullying and find a way to live balanced in your body. I'm Jess, a body bully warrior, registered dietitian and food freedom guru. I believe that when we stop letting culture define health, beauty, and what we should and shouldn't eat, we are finally free to live in our own bodies. This podcast is just one of the many resources I have for you ladies. Be sure to head on over to JessBrownRD.com. Check out my ebook, e-course, supplements, meal plans. Guys, I've got so much more for you, and I'm adding to that list on the daily. Are you ready to channel your inner awesome at a whole nother level? Grab a cup of coffee, lace up those running shoes, and let's dive in to today's show. All right, what do we eat before we work out? How many of you don't eat before you work out? Because you either go in the morning or you're so busy running around that you just don't, like you don't have time or you don't think of it. You just like getting to the gym or getting outside or whatever it is, getting on the Peloton, whatever it is you're doing. It's like just getting there is enough work, but when you ask me to add something on top of that, no way. <laughs> well, today I want to talk about why it's so important to add something beforehand and the purpose that that pre-workout fuel plays in your training program. And when I say training program, I don't know if you guys are like me, but you know, I'm I'm a mom, I work full-time, I'm a wife. I like to, you know, play a lot. So I don't ever think of myself as an athlete, and when I go to the gym, I'm not like training. I'm training for life. I saw this meme once that said, what are you training for? It was like, I'm training for life, mother, insert, beep, you know, whatever. This is a clean podcast, so I can't say it or I'm not going to say it. Do you like my little sound effects? (laughs) There there we go. So I'm not really training for anything. Like I don't have a half marathon in the works. I'm truly just training to be the healthiest version of myself. Nevertheless, even if that's you, like even if you're someone that just does it to feel good and maintain your health... Or if you're someone that has a specific goal, like you're training for a triathlon, you're training for a weightlifting competition, no matter where you fall in that spectrum, pre-workout fuel is essential. And there's a couple of reasons why. So first of all, as women, it has been shown that going into exercise in a fasted state can actually spike our cortisol, which increases our body's, it's our stress hormone. So it increases our body's likelihood to hold on to body fat It increases our body's likelihood to break down muscle, and it stresses us out, so we don't actually feel as good while we're working out. And I don't know about you, but I don't get a lot of free time, and my hour at the gym is like my social hour. You know, it's the time I get to go, I hang out with people, I see friends, I work hard. I get a lot out of it. I get more than just a heart rate lift. I get like socialization out of it. And so when I go in there, I want to feel good too. It's not just about pumping my muscles, but feeling good and coming out there with a physical and mental boost. So going in at a fasted state is not going to support that. Secondly, going into a workout in the fasted state just limits the amount of energy we have so we don't actually perform as well. For a long period of time, we thought, well, if we go in, we're just burning more calories and that can help me accomplish my goal, which most women no matter what you weigh, it's like weight loss is the goal. But that's not actually true because what we know, if you go in with a low energy supply and then push your body, your ability to push your body is not as strong as as if you were to go in with like a high reserve. And this is a bummer because we never actually grow or improve in our fitness levels because we're not able to push our body to its limit and beyond. Instead, we're just able to push our body to like the capacity at which we have energy at that moment in time. So it really allows us to get more out of our workout because we work harder in the moment. Anytime I'm working with someone and they say, well, Jess, I I don't eat before I work out, so, and I'm fine. I always challenge them. I'm like, let's add something and then see how you feel. And if you're one of those people, I want to challenge you as well. Add something before and see how your workout changes. Because I believe you. You can work out without eating something before. Or you can go into that workout in the fasted state. Absolutely. But you will do a better job if you go in with fuel on board. When you're choosing a pre-workout snack or pre-workout meal, there's three things you want to consider. So number one, The purpose of this is to provide fuel so you can go into the workout energized. So in other words, we're going in with energy reserves instead of depending on our body to break down energy. You do have resources available to you within your body that it can pull from. So you have glycogen, you have fat stores, and you have muscle storage. However, It is not productive to pull that energy or pull from those energy buckets when your heart rate's high, and it's going to limit your capacity within that workout. So number one, it's providing fuel so that you go and energize and can have a stronger workout. Number two, we're trying to minimize muscle breakdown while maximizing training adaptations. So working to be fitter and stronger every time we go in. And I get it. Like even if you are in this bucket of people that don't have a specific goal, you don't have like a event coming up, that's okay. We still go into these workouts with this intention of being stronger. So adding that pre-workout fuel is going to help maximize the training adaptations that we're getting from the workout in the first place. And then number 3, it's going to help you feel good mentally and physically. I mentioned how the gym is my social hour. And really adding that like bump in blood sugar before you walk into the gym, it works on the physical part but also on the mental part because we definitely are not our best selves when our blood sugar is low. That's called hangry, which is an official word in the dictionary now. (laughs) I love it. So some things to think about when you are adding a snack before you work out. So if it's been more than two hours since you've eaten, you'll need to add an additional snack. So if you have breakfast at 8 o'clock and then you go to the gym at 9.30 – that breakfast can serve as your pre-workout fuel. Now, if you get up in the morning and go to the gym first thing and you haven't had anything since the night before, you'll need to add something as you're walking out the door. Yes, I know, you're not hungry (laughs) early in the morning like that. Believe me, that's how I am. I do my workout super early. I wake up very early. (laughs) This is I wake up super early. I don't know if I've willingly said this on this podcast, but I wake up at like between 4 and 4.15 a.m. I know, it's gross. (laughs) But I get up really, really early. I'm definitely not hungry. I have some coffee, kind of sit, do my prayer, do my quiet time. But I do have a quick snack before I walk out the door because I know if I don't, like I might not feel it at that moment in time, but halfway through my workout, I will hit a blood sugar drop pretty quickly and my workout won't be as good. So if you're within that two hours and you haven't eaten, you want to add something that's like... 150 to 250 calories, and there's a couple different ratios I recommend. So, depending on the type of workout and your goal, we're looking somewhere between a one to one or two to one carb to protein ratio. So, in other words, I'm trying to get 20 grams of protein with 20 grams of carbs up to 20 grams of protein with 40 grams of carbs, and again, it's going to be in between there, kind of depending on on your goal. So if you're more in the endurance and performance, and we're gonna be looking at the higher carb to protein ratio. Whereas if you're looking more on the strength, metabolic efficiency side of things, we're gonna be doing more of the one-to-one carb to protein ratio. Now, when you're picking the snack, we do have to be careful because it's not like I can eat whatever I want because I'm about to go get my heart rate up And depending on what kind of activity I'm doing, I'm going to be moving around. My gut's going to be kind of going up and down, shaking. Women are at least two times more likely to develop GI issues than men are. So we have to be even more careful about what we eat, especially when we're participating in activities that really jar the gut. So like running or jumping, anything that shakes our body up and down, our gut's going to be a little bit more sensitive. So choosing a pre-workout snack that's low in fiber, low in fat, more carb-based with some protein. These are gonna be the kind of snacks that help fuel our workout without messing up our gut, so that we're running to the bathroom. (laughs) One of my favorites is doing like a scoop of protein in almond milk. Some other ideas would be Kashi Go Lean Crunch with vanilla almond milk, some low fiber bread with peanut butter. There's these things actually at, um, I think you can get them at Sprouts or some other health food stores. They're called Azari Morning Rounds, they're so good. Have a cranberry orange one that reminds me of like the cranberry orange scones. (laughs) They're really delicious. My kids love them too. Adding something like this can really help get our workout going. But as I mentioned, the gut thing can be an issue. So there may be some trial and error. We have to try different foods, see how our gut responds. And if we're more susceptible to those GI triggers or those GI symptoms, we'll want to decrease the fiber and fat even more. I have some runners that I work with that are really prone to runner's gut, which is. Like when they're training for an event and they go do a half marathon, they just get the runs. They get diarrhea no matter what they eat. And we actually have to do like a, a low fiber, low fat meal plan for the week leading up to that event. But the good news is if you're working with me, you've done the work and you know this. So <laughs> we've we've explored enough with pre-workout fuel that you're learning this before the actual event as opposed to learning the hard way because that sucks. <laughs> So speaking of adding pre-workout fuel before an event, I did want to touch on carb loading. I get a lot of questions about it. So carb loading, I think when most of us think about that, we think of like having the giant bowl of pasta the night before. And this has actually been shown to be not efficient when it comes to preparing our bodies for specific events. It can lead to increased water retention because we've got more glycogen that we're storing and you can actually feel heavier. And that's been shown to decrease performance. It also increases blood flow directed towards your stomach at a time when your extremities really need it because you're performing an activity. So it's actually better to do more of like a a tapering where you decrease fiber and fat and you up your carbohydrate percentage leading up to an event. But that's really getting into more of like the nitty gritty of sports nutrition. For those of us who guys like, I don't train for events anymore. I would like to someday. I mean, I think I'll come into a season where I'll get there. Right now, I'm just, I'm momming it. I'm working. I'm momming it and trying to find, like, time for a social life in between. (laughs) You know, like, actually, this morning, I got to go out and meet a friend for coffee, have breakfast, just talk about life. It was amazing. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I'm living for right now. (laughs) Not so much uh, physical fitness events. But, you know, there might be a time when I go back there. So, If you're more like me where you don't have these events, carb loading is not really going to be something you need to gear yourself towards, but paying attention to how your gut responds to specific foods before you move. Because one, we know we need the fuel. But two, we need to listen to our bodies and see how much of that fuel do we need to do low fiber? Do we need to do lower fat? Am I okay with doing like a solid protein from something like eggs or do I need to do it in liquid form, like a whey protein scoop? I mean, we can play with that and figure out what works best for us. I mentioned I do really well with a protein scoop and some almond milk. I also really like these things called Aussie Bites because they're really easy to eat and I can just pop it in my mouth and I'm out the door. But getting something in our system to fuel us and keep us going so we can get the most out of our workouts is definitely going to serve us. Now, the closer you get to the workout, the less carb content you need. So our sports nutrition rule of thumb, is we recommend one to four grams of carbohydrates per kilogram of body weight, one to four hours before your workout. In other words, if I'm like an hour before my workout, I'm gonna have one gram of carb per kilo of body weight. If I'm two hours, I'm gonna have two grams, three hours, three grams per kilo four hours, four grams per kilogram of body weight. So you can kind of use that to guide yourself in targeting how much carb you have at what point in time before the workout. And then again, remember the farther out you are from the workout, the more of a meal you can have, but the closer you get, you're gonna wanna pull off some of that fat and some of that fiber. And the reason for that is because it takes so long to digest that stuff. You don't wanna go into the workout with all that sitting in your stomach and it impact how you feel. Because again, the goal of adding this pre-workout fuel is to feel good so you can get the most out of your workout. I wanna touch on some supplements and your menstrual cycle, because these are two things that I think are really important to consider when you are trying to figure out what to eat before you work out. There are some workout supplements that have been shown to be beneficial, um, really low risk, and that's branched chain amino acids and caffeine. Both have been shown to be ergogenic aids, meaning they improve your performance while also decreasing how hard it feels, which (laughs) I'm like, totally signed me up for that i want to work harder but make it feel like i'm not working as hard yes yes branch chain amino acids and caffeine can do just that there are some supplements you can buy that provide both i typically recommend just getting the branch chain amino acids because then you can actually use them for other things if they doesn't have the caffeine and you can use it at any hour of the day if you guys are looking for a good branch chain amino acid i do have some on my website or you can shoot me a dm i have some that are um, third-party tested and i think really great additions, but the thing about these branch chain amino acids is they contain specific amino acids that are digested directly in your muscles. So adding them before the workout decreases the perceived rate of exertion because you've got that fuel readily available for your muscles. Super cool. And then caffeine, yeah, it's a stimulant. So obviously it makes us, (laughs) it's like Energizer Bunny on steroids, (laughs) Um, but just being mindful of how you respond to caffeine. So if you're like me and it's coffee is your adult pacifier, (laughs) then having some caffeine before a workout is probably not going to be too big of a deal and can be helpful. However, if you're not a coffee drinker, you do want to be super careful with this. Because again, that GI upset is something that we're prone to and caffeine increases gut motility so it increases how quickly food moves through your gut and you're likely to be in the bathroom if you're not used to caffeine so we got to we got to use it with caution and then the last thing i wanted to mention was just being in sync with your cycle during the luteal phase of our cycle which is the second phase this is where We've already ovulated. We have progesterone and estrogen spiking. This is the part of our phase where we are most unlike men. Hormones are raging, we're tired, more likely to hold on to water workouts seem more difficult we're more likely to break down muscle but the other thing that's happening is our metabolism is actually five to ten percent higher so during that luteal phase we do need a little bit of extra carbohydrate so i always like my ladies to know know your cycle know where you're falling and that week before your period when you're really tired and you don't feel like going to the gym there's a reason you have things going on differently during that week than you do other weeks and it is more of a challenge but one thing you do to offset that is add an extra serving of carbohydrate before you work out. And I noticed this when I am that week before my period, like normally I'll have one Aussie bite and I'm out the door. I also really like these things called sweet potato cookies from one of my favorite cookbooks. I'm just going to plug it because y'all need this cookbook. It's called eat slow, run fast. <laughs> I'm laughing because I always mix it up. I always say run slow, eat fast, <laughs> which is which is what I do. So maybe it's like a Freudian slip. <laughs> but in there, they have this great recipe. It's a sweet potato cookie recipe. Um, I've got a modification of it on my Instagram as well. It's an awesome cookbook. Anyways, before the week before my period i noticed like where normally one of those sweet potato cookies or one Aussie bite does the trig i definitely need two the week before really paying attention to that time and giving your body that extra fuel when it's needed so that we can go into the gym And maximize our time there, maximize our workouts and the training adaptations, but also enjoy it more. (laughs) Because really, think about the last time you worked out on an empty stomach and you got hungry halfway through. And then you spend the second half of the workout just thinking about what you're going to eat. I've definitely done that. It's like that's when I fantasize about nachos and burritos. And yeah, it's like, I'm not even working out anymore. Now I'm just planning my menu. <laughs> and and that's really not being mindful or present. So adding that pre-workout fuel can prevent us from doing that. All right. So that's going to wrap up this episode on what to eat before your workout. Be sure you stay tuned this week, guys. I'm going to drop one episode a day this week for the next four days. Tomorrow I'm going to be talking about what to add after you work out because we've got this catabolic window where your body's like a sponge and it's looking to rebuild and it's an opportunity you don't want to miss in rebuilding your body and refueling your body. So super excited to talk about that one. I'll be talking about what to eat the other 23 hours of the day when you're not working out be dipping into the fuel plan and the bubble system that I do and then finally I've got a guest interview with a friend and personal trainer where we'll be talking about how to sync your workouts with your cycle. How cool is that? Because yeah that week before, ugh, I don't want to get out of bed. <laughs> I don't. I have to because then when I actually start my period, I'm done and then I take a few days. So it's definitely a balance. Um, But yeah, I'm here for it. I'm excited to bring you guys this Fuel Your Workout series. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Cheers and happy eating! Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome podcast, leave a review, and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome, Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.